welcome to today's Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Anita Matu and I am a mindset coach and a mentor. Every Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new podcast episode, which will either be a conversation with a courageous guest, a solo episode with me, or a masterclass full of insightful nuggets and wisdom. Each episode is designed to inspire you and help you discover and connect with that place of courage within you. So whether you're a first-time listener or you are one of my regular subscribers, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. choosing how you want your life to be, whatever your dream is, whatever it is you truly want, to really get to the heart of the matter. Use your breath in such a way that it takes you into a state of relaxation. And when you're in a state of relaxation, then you're in a much more resourceful state. And that will enable you then assist you to stay connected with your vision and to also come up with. Today's guest is my dear friend, Kim Parker. Previously, a solicitor for over 20 years, Kim understands the pressures on career professionals. When she was made redundant from a legal role in 2009, she had no idea what to do next. She dived deep into her truth and her heart's calling and realized that coaching was her new career path. Kim is a leading intuitive coach helping professionals and small business owners to create the life and career they want without selling their soul. Her particular speciality is in revealing how a person's unique unconsciousness drivers operate to sabotage their best efforts and then showing how to effortlessly bypass that in order to create a truly fulfilling life. She is currently developing a beautiful retreat space in rural Herefordshire and is also a qualified breathwork facilitator. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for having me, Anita. It's really good to see you again. Thank you. What is one of the most courageous things you have done? Oof, wow. If we're talking about recent times, it was making the decision actually to set up my retreat center because I first received the idea, the vision, the calling to do this about three years ago. Okay. And at the time, I thought, I can't possibly do that. Mm -hmm. I don't have the money to do that. No one's going to want to come to it anyway. Um, I don't have the, the venue for it, blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of was a bit, I dismissed it immediately because I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> mm. And now I'm actually halfway there. Wow. Which is phenomenal. I've found the property. I'm living here. I'm enjoying it for myself. And the next stage is to um, get it to a stage where it's ready for people to come. Fantastic. I look forward to it. And that's yeah. a big career change then, previously from being a solicitor <laughs> and go, doing your heart's calling of coaching. So what took you in that direction? 
I was a solicitor straight out of university. I mean, I, I did the, my professional exam straight out of university and then st- went straight into training as a lawyer. And actually, I loved it at the time. And it it served me well. And I was on a steep learning curve and I loved it. And over the years, I did begin to get a bit jaded, mm-hmm. lost my passion for it, even though I was really good at it. And I worked really well with my um, the boss, my boss, the partner I worked with. Then we had the recession in 2008, 2009. I don't remember the global financial crisis. Mm. The firm actually made me redundant. So I'd been with the firm for about six years, which was the longest I'd been able to stay with any firm until then. And I was quite disappointed at first, thinking, oh, no. And not more than disappointed, like, what am I going to do now? How am I (laughs) going to pay the bills, feed my daughter? I did realize that after 24 hours that I'd been handed this gift on a plate because... I'd been already feeling dissatisfied with my career and I hadn't known what to do about it. I thought, well, I I have to stay doing what I'm doing because that's what I know. That's what I'm good at. And that's what brings me my income. And I was too scared. There's there's a fear in here as well. (laughs) I was too scared to do anything about it. But when I was made redundant, I had no choice. There were no other jobs available in that field because of the, re- the recession and many firms were making redundancies. I really took the time to sink into myself and just think, oh, what would I actually choose to do now at this point in my life? I've done my time as a lawyer over 20 years and it was great for a time, quite a long time really. What would I choose now? And, and so I just started exploring options. I looked at counselling. I looked at coaching, various things. I knew that I wanted to it's a bit of a cliched expression, but give back. Didn't know what that meant. And when I when I began my coaching training, I realized that this was what I really, really loved. So that's what I moved into from there. And you say about there was some fear. So what was your experience of overcoming this fear? Because we are <laughs> Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. Yes. I don't know if I overcame the fear. I I, I mean, I didn't consciously overcome it at that time. And even back then, this would have been 2009, so quite a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't know back then what I know now. And and I didn't have the resources that are available to me now with all the subsequent personal inner work that I've done. It was forced upon me. I was made redundant. I had no choice but to leave my career. I was put in a position where I could sink or swim. I had to do something. I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So it was like necessity really forced me to do something about it. But I was I had the gift of having time mm-hmm. to consider what to do next. So I was lucky that that I had that and I was then able to really spend some time allowing the truth of what was there for me to emerge next rather than trying to uh-huh. force myself into something quickly out of it like a knee jerk reaction. That became an exploration like a journey in itself which I found quite enjoyable because I was experimenting I was tasting I could, like you go to a buffet and you have lots of different dishes you can taste I was tasting different things and, oh. and trying them out and I found that quite enjoyable actually and it, it gave me it gave me possibilities that until then I hadn't thought were available to me so there was a bit of excitement in that in a sense so I guess the fear then transmuted into excitement at possibilities and then when I found the thing that I really loved which was coaching Mm-hmm. I just knew there was no doubt and, mm-hmm. and so there was no fear at that point yes because that's where we met many years ago on our coaching trainings in a journey hasn't it <laughs> it's been a very it, uh, yeah I mean having said that 
having having chosen to do coaching and being absolutely certain from my heart that that was what I wanted to do and was true for me to do, new fears crept in later on, of course. <laughs> like, oh, so now I've I've done the training. I know how to coach at that point, And I've been on a, a long coaching journey since then where I've really changed what I do, evolved, expanded what I do. But at that time, it was, okay, so I, now I can coach in a basic way. What do I do with it now? Oh, I need to get clients. Oh, uh, I need to earn money. Yes. Okay. How do I do that? So I was thrust again into this unknown, the uncertainty of, of actually making it something that, that could serve not only the people I was working with, but also myself. There was more fear there. Oh, what if they don't like me? What if nobody yeah. wants to work with me? What if I can't make a difference to them and all that sort of stuff? But that, they're just in my head. They weren't, mm-hmm. they were irrational fears. You know, uh-huh. Action is the best way to overcome your fear when you take action towards the truth action towards your true vision or your dream then that's the best way to overcome fear that's what I've discovered that's excellent yes good tip there so what took you on your journey about breath work is this something you naturally Mm. fell into or is this from your own personal experiences because I'd love to know more about that yes I fell into it really I was introduced to a pioneer in the breathwork field globally mm-hmm. called uh, Dan Brule, introduced to him by a colleague of mine, a friend, stroke colleague of mine. And I didn't even know what it was before then. This was quite a few years ago now, before it became, and now it's becoming much more popular. A lot more people are aware of it. But back then when I first was um, exposed to it, I had no idea what it was. Even the word breathwork sounded mm-hmm. like a bit of a contradiction in terms of <laughs> I'm breathing. I'm not working. What's this breathwork thing? So I went for a week. I spent a week with Dan. Had an amazing experience where I really understood the difference that it can make just to use your breath in a certain way. And the the results that it can generate are absolutely phenomenal. It can produce healing, emotional release. Relaxation is another very obvious one that you can do with your breath. Mm. Trauma release. You can get clarity, you can connect with your intuition, get guidance, helps with focus. It can help reset your nervous system. So many ways in which it can support us as we navigate our way through life, facing all the things that we face in life. I just realized, wow, there's this resource that we all have available to us. Yes. At all times, it's completely free. (laughs) Why don't we use it more? And so I got hooked then. So every time uh, Dan was in the country in in England again, I would um, make sure I spent time with him. And then last year, I trained specifically with another organization to become qualified as what's called a conscious connected breathing practitioner or facilitator. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting as well. And it's it's fabulous. Every time I've done breathwork, because I incorporate the breathwork now into my coaching as well. Okay. um, And certainly into my retreats. Um, mm-hmm. And every time I do that, people, it kind of enhances their experience. It gives them more connection to the thing that we're we're working on. It's really valuable. That's really great. And everyone needs that right now. Let's be honest. Uh, we do. So tell me more about your beautiful retreat space and where it is and what you actually do there. And this is really interesting because you've got quite a story behind that, haven't you? I do. It's I moved from one side of the country to another. So I used to live in the east and I now live in the west in a county called Herefordshire near near the count near the city the county it's called the county town or the county city of Hereford and I'm in this 
beautiful, beautiful rural environment, which has no road noise nearby, nice. no traffic at all. I have one neighbor who's 100 meters away. And other than that, I have this amazing view that I adore. I wake up every morning and see this beautiful view looking out over the valley. And there's a wood right behind me, woodland. Mm -hmm. um, it's such the perfect place. I'm just surrounded by birdsong most of the time. Wow. And it's absolutely stunning. Everybody who visits this place mm -hmm. comes up the hill to get to my place and it's like they're stepping into through a portal because there are trees that go over the track, like making an archway. And they say they feel instantly calm mm -hmm. when they've kind of crossed the threshold into this place. And, and it's, it just lends itself to being able to relax and calm yourself and then open to the future possibilities that your future self will thank you for. <laughs> that just sounds idyllic. Yes, I'm still developing the group space. I want to be able to accommodate people here so they can sleep here as well. Okay. So it's a proper immersive experience where they arrive, they stay here for the duration of the treat, then they go, rather than having to go away every night and find somewhere to stay. And until the group space is ready, which I'm working on at the moment, I'm doing just private retreats on an individual basis. And I've done several of these in my home. Mm -hmm. which have all been different, you know. They, there's no rigid formula. There's no fixed way of doing it because everybody comes with different things and they want different Ooh. things to be addressed and they always go away. I think, actually, without exception, every single person who's come on a private retreat with me has gone away with more than they came for. So I feel my job is done. That's fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And that's what you want to make the difference. And Absolutely. Yes. Breath work is so important, generally speaking. I mean, we won't be alive without it, let's be honest. <laughs> but there's so much more. You take it to a different level, like you said, and how it can help. To be honest, sometimes we get so bombarded, we don't even realize that. I think that's fantastic. That's very true. In our day-to-day -day life, we can experience a lot of stress. And there's a certain degree of stress that we need, actually, to function as human mm. beings. So there's good stress and then there's bad stress when, when things can get overwhelming and we take on too much or we just feel that we can't cope anymore and we can't think rationally, sensibly, we can't act in our, in our best interests or the best interests of those around us. It becomes a, a challenge then. One thing I love about the place I'm in now is that I can combine my coaching skills mm -hmm. with the immense inherent power of the breath and nature. Nature itself is a healer. I'm developing such a connection here now with the land and nature in general that I never thought was possible, that I never experienced before in my own life. And so I love the thought that I'm going to be able to share that with other people and maybe impart some of that experience to them as well. Yes, fantastic. So tell me more about you're going to do a online breath work circle to help you raise some funds and develop the work. So tell me yes. more about that, please. Yes, there's uh, there's more funds required for me to complete the development of the Heart Centre. That's my retreat space. I'm calling it the Heart Centre. Oh, love it. For many reasons, actually. But the primary reason is that one of my main programmes is called Heart Centred Living. When we live from the heart, you see, then there is nothing that can prevent us from moving in the direction of our truth and our vision. Mm. The trouble is that as human beings, 
we naturally find ourselves drawn away from living from our heart because we have fears and doubts that creep in. We have conflicts that occur with other people. We have anxieties. We have all sorts of unwanted emotions that can come in and then they kind of pull us away from the heart. So heart-centered living is where it's all at. Now, that's not to say that we have to live like that 100% of the time because I think if we're human, it's probably not possible <laughs> to do that. So, But heart-centered living is something that many people don't know how to do. They don't know how to connect with that part of themselves that really represents their truth and their higher calling in life, as it were. That's why I'm calling it the heart center. So in order to fully develop the heart center, I am looking to raise more funds um, to support my work in, in completing that. And one of the ways I'm planning to do that is to launch a breathwork circle online mm -hmm. so that it's accessible to anybody, wherever they are in the world. They can attend it in the comfort of their own home without traveling they will receive the benefit of the amazing transformational power of the breath that will support my work as well with developing this space for other people to enjoy in person. Yeah, so definitely. that's coming soon. What resources do you recommend daily tips to anyone that wants to breathe life into their dreams? Because we all want our dreams to come alive, don't we? Yeah. I love that expression, breathing life into our dreams, because it's about being connected. You know, breath is, some, is a connecting force, isn't it? It connects us with life, connects us with other people. It connects us with the universe. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I'd say is to be connected with whatever your dream is, whatever it is you truly want, to really get to the heart of the matter. That's something that can be difficult to do if you're not used to actually um, choosing how you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. A good way to support you with that connection is by breathing. So you can use your breath in such a way that it takes you into a state of relaxation. And when you're in a state of relaxation, then you're in a much more resourceful state. And that will enable you then to, to will assist you to stay connected with your vision and to also come up with um, the action steps that you need to take in order to, to bring that into being. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I would say is your intuition. If you don't know about intuition, then learn about intuition. It's something that we all have. For many of us, we're not connected with it. We don't use mm -hmm. it or we don't use it powerfully or we don't listen to it and <laughs> we don't follow through with it. As it happens, all of these three things are the things that I use in my work. Mm -hmm. I'm an intuitive coach and I use the breath. But visioning is so important to actually to, to know that. You see, we all have blind spots as individuals, as human beings. We can see things in other people that we can't see in ourselves. And it's really helpful, actually, to have somebody who's kind of a bit removed from you, who mm -hmm. can see the truth and shine a light on what's really going on, and also draw out the best from us. So I would actually say it, it would be really valuable if you've got something that you want to bring to life, mm -hmm. that you want to breathe life into, that you engage somebody like a coach who can support you to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So where can the listeners find you online? What's your website, Kim? My website is kim-parker.com, pure and simple. Don't forget the hyphen. <laughs> That's excellent. And I will put it in the show notes. 
Thank you for sharing your courageous journey with us today. And by doing so, you have helped so many others. Kim Parker, Thank so you. my pleasure. What is your definition of courage? Oof, my definition of courage is doing, this is not my actually, but it's something that one of my teachers once told me, do despite, doing despite the fear, doing despite the circumstances, doing despite any good reasons that your rational mind is telling you why you can't do anyway that's that's what it is do despite thank you for listening to this week's episode of create the courage to be fearless with anita matu I'd love you to let me know what your thoughts of today's episode and what your key takeaways are. So do leave a comment below. It's all about sharing. So if you have enjoyed the content, give me a like and share it far and wide. Post it over on Instagram stories and tag the link wherever you are listening to this episode. Post it on social media. Share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show reach more people and together we impact more lives. Thank you and until next time, goodbye for now.